Welcome back to another episode of The Minority Report. Happy Monday, everyone. We've made it through another week, and it's officially been a week and a day since the Super Bowl. Yes, today's topic will be talking about the Super Bowl performance, and I'll also be giving uh, my top five Super Bowl performances. Um, but before we dive in, as always, you know, make sure that you hit me up on my Instagram at tminority underscore report, and then on my Twitter at tminorreport, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast, so that way you know when, when new episodes have been released. So I want to waste no time. Let's just dive in. It's going to be a quick episode. I know I, I know sometimes I say that like, oh, it'll be a really quick episode. And then it ends up being like a half hour long. But I promise I'll try to keep this as short uh, as possible because there's really not that much to talk about. I guess uh, I guess we're going into more so my reactions of um, last week's performance with uh, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre. Um, am I forgetting anyone? I think that's I think that's Eminem. <laughs> I think did I say him? I don't know, but you know, the the five artists with the surprise uh, six artists that was um, Fifty Cent. So my reactions right off the bat, I can say that it wasn't. I'll say I I enjoyed myself. I think I think that's the best way to describe how I felt about this performance. I I enjoyed myself. It had it had all the vibes. The vibes were immaculate, if you will. I can confidently say that this wasn't by any means, it's definitely not the worst performance. And it wasn't even a bad performance, but I wouldn't go as far as saying that it was a great performance. I know initial reactions of the Super Bowl, it seems like a lot of people enjoyed it, and I also enjoyed it as well. But there are some people who made the claim, say that this is by far the best Super Bowl performance ever. Which I know when people usually say things like that, they don't mean it. They're just, they're caught up in the moment. I can confidently say that that was not my reaction, as I mentioned earlier. I just thought it was a very vibey performance. At most, it was maybe just above mid. Like if I had to score it, I probably would give it maybe like a 6 out of 10. And well, well, here's why. When I initially saw... The lineup when I initially saw it was Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige. I remember watching the the Pepsi commercial, kind of like the sneak, the teaser of like who's performing and you know basically the to hype to hype everyone up. And when I saw that, I didn't really feel anything. And I guess that's kind of like I guess I had no true expectations because okay, when I see this lineup, to me I think of say. A music festival like Coachella. So you have the main headliners. So let's say that um, I'm trying to think. So say it, Travis Scott, which I'm not saying Travis Scott is like my favorite artist, but usually when an artist as big as him is are the headline is the headliner, everyone's freaking out, going crazy. So you have the headliner, Travis Travis Scott. Then you have kind of like the next headliner who's generating the same exact hype but having a different style to it. So for this, this would probably be someone like say Doja Cat or Billie Eilish, right? So then that next, and as you start going down the the rows, you start seeing smaller artists. So the next row will probably be someone who, yeah, you listened to in the past, and like you're like, oh yeah, like they're gonna be here, it's gonna be so much fun, I didn't expect them to be here, but you're not really there to see them. So say like someone like T-Pain, 
And then as you keep going down the list, you start getting into more of those directed artists. So say, for instance, um, like Goldlink, who some people know who he is. Like he's known for that song Crew. He had that one hit song. Everyone's freaking out about Obviously, like it's everyone, whenever it trends, it's like people say it's a timeless song. I think it's a timeless song personally. That's why I chose Goldlink. And then say like someone else along the lines of like Black Bear. And then you get to that next row where it's like, yeah, I heard of this person, I think, but I haven't really listened to any of their music. To me, that's someone like um, Amine. Like, yeah, he had that, Car like, he has Caroline. He has, like, a variety of albums. His latest release, he had, like, an earlier album, like, early album last year. Um, the single for that one was a song called Charmander. But I can guarantee you, I just said that name, and I feel like majority of my listeners, you probably don't even know what that song is or you haven't even heard of that song so when i saw so to me that's what i thought when i saw this lineup like yes i love kendrick lamar like i'm in here like yeah man kendrick lamar is here it's going to be fire and then you have eminem that next step where it's like yeah i know his songs and he's pretty cool but then like snoop dogg dr dre mary j blige yes i know these artists but like i didn't grow up with these artists so for me when i saw him on stage i'm like oh yeah like I know that song. It's Snoop Dogg. Like, you know, to me, it's like, yeah, I know that song, but I'm not really here for them, if you know what I mean. Like, that's like the best analogy I could come up for for this performance. But there are people who are in like more, I, I consider myself like the tail end of Gen Z. So like the millennials, they're all about it because these are the people, these are the artists that they grew up with. You know, I remember there was like, I don't, I don't know if, I mean, is LeBron a millennial? I don't know. He's somewhere in that range, probably like towards like the, the tail end of the millennial, but he's out here just having a great time. Like obviously he grew up with these artists. So to him, this performance meant more. And I guess like this is me showing my age and showing how Gen Z I am. But for me, I'm like, yeah, I know these artists and I know a lot of their songs and I can't say like, I mean, they're bops. They are bops, but I love Kendrick Lamar and Eminem. Eminem's pretty cool. Even though I can say I really truly grew maybe it's like a bad analogy i know a lot of eminem songs and i've heard a lot of eminem songs so maybe i didn't really necessarily grow up with him but i'm more familiar with eminem songs and say like compared to dr dre i know dr dre's songs but i'm not as um knowledgeable as him as say eminem and kendrick like i'm not gonna sit here and fake it like yes i've listened to tupac but i'm not gonna sit here and say like oh yeah like Tupac is my favorite artist. I wasn't there during that time, so I can't I can't make that I can't make that call. I enjoy his songs and I, if he was still alive and he came for the Super Bowl, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I know that guy. But I'm not gonna sit here and I don't know, like I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm some huge devoted fan to the guy. So that's just my personal opinion. Um and another thing I didn't like so much about it with these bigger lineups um of artists performing the Super Bowl. It's like I got cheated out of a full performance. So what I mean by that is Kendrick Lamar already has a decent catalog. And he has he has a decent amount of music out, singles, even uh, um, features. So for me, I'm like, why couldn't the Super Bowl just be Kendrick Lamar? Or could it have been Kendrick Lamar? Or why couldn't it just been a performance for just um, Eminem? Like something like that. I didn't... Kendrick did two songs. Eminem only did one. Snoop Dogg, I think he did. I think he did one. And then Mary J. Blige did two. Um, Fifty Cent <laughs> had that had one song. It's just like 
I want a full performance. You know, I want all of it. I don't want just a piece of it. I don't want just a part of it. I want the I want the full thing. Like, give me like at least like I don't know, I don't know if that's more so on the Super Bowl for not allowing them more time. I don't know if it's on the artist just because there's so many of them. You have to fit all of them in within this like uh, 15, 20 minute performance. Like, I don't know. I just rather have one artist giving me their their greatest hits because the same thing happened back in 2001 with you know Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and and Nelly. Just saying that lineup. I I watched that performance because obviously I watched uh, the performances before I recorded this episode. I watched that performance, and yes, it's as weird as it sounds. Like it starts off with Aero, uh, not Aerosmith. It starts off with NSYNC, and then Aerosmith comes into play. Then they do songs together, and then Britney Spears comes in. And then Mary J. Blige comes in, and you're like, this can't get any weirder. And all of a sudden, Nelly just busts out of nowhere. And it's like, okay, this this is very odd. But it's kind of it, it, it's kind of like that. Like I feel like Britney Spears could have held her own Super Bowl performance. Same goes for NSYNC. Like, these are both very popular um, artists. So why didn't you just have their own? Like, what's up with the mashup? Like, at this time, Britney Spears, I believe she had like three, three or four albums. And one of those albums were, was uh, Oops, I Did It Again, or Baby, for sure, like Baby One More Time. There's enough music, so just give her her own show. I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not sitting here like, I don't have beef. I just wish it was executed better. And I think that's more so on the Super Bowl, because maybe they all wanted to perform together. I don't know how the conversations, like how that goes or whatever. So, like, maybe they all wanted to perform together. I guess my thing is, like, Super Bowl, allow it to be longer, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's, like, my only critique. But other than that, I mean, like I said, it was it was good music. I sang all the songs. I'm the whole time just bobbing my head, like, yeah, this is, this is a vibe. But I'm not going to sit here and say it was my favorite. I would probably place it somewhere within maybe the top 10 but if it's not in the top 10 it's kind of like on the out like probably like number 11 or number 12. so speaking of rankings i guess now i'm going to give my top five super bowl performances now i'm going to start off or i'm going to start out by saying this this is all opinionated what i'm saying is not fact it's not bible it's none of that these are my this is my opinion um, just like I said, if you really enjoyed this last Super Bowl performance, by all means, you do you. I'm not going to judge you for it. Um, it's just not my favorite one. But this is my opinion. These are my top five. How I rank them or how I how I ranked these was based on um, performance, based on obviously like live singing, because I mean, you're performing live, no lip syncing, please. <laughs> and then um memorability slash uh relevance because a lot of these rule performances i will be referencing to were significant in one way or another either to um the viewers or just to me personally so yeah i'm gonna give my top five i want to first start off by doing the honorable uh mentions and i have i have two the first one is going to be uh Katy perry with the guests of Missy Elliott and Lenny Kravitz. I thought it was just an overall very fun performance and also Left Shark. I mean, let's just be real. The star of the show 
was Left Shark. If you don't know who Left Shark is, you've missed out on one of the greatest um, interpretive dancer, interpretive, yeah, interpretive dancers of all time. That man, <laughs> I, 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 it was great. Okay, memes were high class. I think that's another thing too with a lot of these um, Super Bowl performances is that I, that should be another ranking: the meme ability, because. I feel like any type of meme, I guess that kind of falls in with the relevance, but like any meme that comes from the halftime performance, I think just makes it skyrocket, essentially. Um, but yeah, Katy Perry. And then the next one will be Lady Gaga, just because, I mean, it was great. Again, the meme, just her just hanging from the top of the uh, the top of the stage. And she and she had a really good entrance. She dropped in from the top of the, um, the Super Bowl dome or wherever it was. So, I mean, that was, and it was a really fun performance. So... Those two honorable mentions. Um, so yeah, let's just dive in to my top five. So number five, if you know me, you are going to know this. Number five is the 2014 performance of Bruno Mar with guests Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now, the reason why I picked this one is because I'm a big fan of Bruno Mars. And they were, like I said, it was just fun. This is mainly based off of just performance and also just based off of like his singing ability he's one of the few artists now to me personally who can actually you know it, he, he he takes it like a, a studio album and then he brings it to life and to me it go it speaks volumes when an artist is able to sound exactly or better than their studio recording and he does that it was really fun um like he started off with um what was it locked out of heaven and then he went into uh treasure and then he did Runaway Baby. I don't know if that's in the right order or not. But then the one thing that kind of held me back, I guess, is the fact that he brought on Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now, me personally, I'm not a huge fan of them. I know like one, maybe two songs by them. But when I saw that, I was kind of like, eh. But I remember the arguments, too. They said, well, Bruno Mars, he brings them on because his masculinity can't hold up the performance. He needs some masculinity. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, what? It was... It was literally, the year prior was Madonna, CeeLo Green, LMFAO, MIA, Nicki Minaj. Like, what do you mean masculinity? Is that really a judge of performance? If, like, you're not, you can't, it's not a good performance if you're not masculine enough? That doesn't make any sense. But, whatever. Um, so, and then, he ended with Just the Way You Are. Uh, so, I think, overall, a really good performance. Red Hot Chili Peppers, to me, didn't really, didn't really do anything for me. But, it was fun. Number four, and once again, I'm sure you all saw this coming, was last year's performance, The Weeknd. I love this performance, and given the circumstances it was under, with COVID, you know, running rampant, being like high numbers, um, I also, something that I feel like not a lot of people know is that artists don't get paid to do the Super Bowl. Um, instead, they're given money to invest in their performance. But sometimes, in this instance, uh, the weekend wanted to do his performance built into the actual stadium, so he dumped some of his money um, into the set building. I don't know how much it was, but to me personally, like maybe people have done in the past, this is my first time hearing of an artist dumping cash into it, their own money, and I feel like it's. I mean, performing for the Super Bowl is a pretty good ROI. I mean, now the weekend is one of the biggest artists today, um, so I mean, definitely worth it. And for me personally, this is where like the personal aspect comes into play. Like I've been a fan of The Weeknd since Trilogy, or not Trilogy, um, House of Balloons, that first mixtape. So for me, seeing him from that point in time, 
all the way to like now, or at least to like to last year of that performance was just, I mean, I had chills. I'm not going to lie. I had chills during it. And then he had like the little callback with that inner, the um, transition into blinding lights um, with House of Balloons. I thought it was a nice touch. Um, so I'm really, I was really impressed. So like I said, that was like a more personal one. I was really impressed with his performance. I thought it was great. And I think it solidified him as one of the, one of the biggest artists uh, today. So that's one number four. Now, three through one or one through three. This is where it gets a little tricky because at this point, I feel like any of them can be number one. So number three, I'm going to put um, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is uh, number three just because, I mean, hello, the king of pop. And it's interesting because this was the first time where a, a really big artist uh, headlined the Super Bowl. Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, at least like as big as Michael Jackson, I should say. Um, that was back in 1993, and it started this whole trend of having, you know, quote unquote headliners for the Super Bowl. So it was a very memorable performance. I watched it. The man literally just hopped up on stage and like he just stood there. He stood there for a good like five, eight, ten minutes. And crowds were just going just growing they're going wild and people were just screaming and shouting. He just he just stood there. And I think that there's a documentary on on YouTube. Definitely check it out on about like how the production of it, um, how it came to be. But I think that right there is like just another category. It's just iconic like that right there is like that iconic the iconic stance obviously michael jackson i mean all around great performance not much to say about it honestly but it was it was fire it was fuego number two and number one interchange personally because again in this top one through three i feel like any of them could be number one just based on argument and your your stance but for me number two uh will be beyonce now Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. That 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 girl, that woman, she killed it. She killed that Super Bowl performance. And to me personally, I think this is when Beyonce was at her. She hit her peak, not her prime. I think her prime, because I feel like the prime is the duration of the peak, and the peak is like that moment where you're like, I've hit it. Like I'm at the height of my career. And I think this performance was her peak. That performance was amazing it was fantastic it was flawless she did the like you know the special guests correctly she brought on destiny's child and they weren't there for just for one song they were there for uh, a couple songs a few songs and they even had their own little they had their own little time to shine too and it was iconic and also afterwards the power went out for the whole super bowl too afterwards so i think that right there just shows for the legacy that beyonce is and was so it was amazing if i have like one tiny critique on it i guess is like it's always funny when artists try to be creative and they have their little okay so the the, the instance i'm thinking of is when the camera was looking down on her and she was she was laying down and you have the silhouette of her body and when she's in the silhouette it's like has these effects around it like from the from the stage and then she wasn't lined up so I guess if I had like one critique about it is that, but even though I feel like that didn't kill the, the whole performance, the, the performance was fire. It was great. And then number one, I feel like we should all know what this one is. It's Prince. And all I'm going to say for Prince, Purple Rain in the Rain. Iconic. Like, you can't make that up. 
if you tell this to your your children, you tell this to your friends, you're just kind of like, yeah, he played Purple Rain in the Star Raining. They they'll be like, yeah, you're lying. Like, no, I'm not lying. Go watch it right now. That's what happened. And Prince is just he's just fun, man. He just has this he has this swagger to him. He walk he comes out there with his guitar. He's shredding it, you know, doing guitar solos. Like it's just. Oh my gosh, like I remember watching and the rain just caps it off, man. Like that's that's the iconic. That's performance value. That's the memorability of the performance like right there. Like that's what makes it one of the best Super Bowl performances. I mean, obviously like, the singing adds to it, but man, just like I I can't I can't stop talking about it. Purple Rain in the Rain. If you haven't watched it yet, you need to go watch it because it just it doesn't get better than that. Like there's going to be documentaries about that. There probably there, there are probably documentaries on that cuz I didn't see one but I'll watch it. So those are my top five. Like I said, it's not really going super in depth. Like I said, I really want to keep it quick, kind of give like, you know, a really quick, dirty, under 30 episode. Wow, that's a really, that's a good tagline. Um, that's a good episode title. Um, I might use that. But those are my top five performances. I want to hear what your top five, you know, is it any of the ones that I listed? Is it something completely out of blue, like like the Black Eyed Peas, <laughs> Usher and Slash. That was a terrible performance. That was by far the worst one I've ever seen. It was awful. I guess the next steps here would be like predicting like who would be the next headliner, the next um, performer for the Super Bowl. My guess, my bet, I have four, but it might be down to three. I mean, I think the parameters for it obviously is being popular, obviously, being uh, known for a while, which kind of goes into popularity, and then also catalog of music. So I don't think, I think personally, you should have at least two to three albums to do a, to do a Super Bowl performance. And I don't know if that's what they thought. Like, I don't know their parameters. I don't know, like, their outline or their requirements to perform, but those would be mine. And the artists that come to mind... Lil Nas X is big enough to the point where I believe that even though he only has one album, he has an album and an EP, and he has Old Town Road, which is on that EP, but still, pretty big influential artist, so I believe that he could be a possibility, but I think the top three would be uh, Billie Eilish uh, with her two albums, um, Ariana Grande has an extensive catalog and a lot of music to choose from, so I can see her being the headliner, but I think the one that will be most likely will be Doja Cat. And I say that because she she's already had a, a Pepsi commercial and is sponsored by Pepsi. And she's one of the biggest artists today. So if it's her, I wouldn't be surprised. Who would I like to see? I think Lil Nas would be pretty fun, personally. But given how the NFL and how they, you know, they're controversial stance on a lot of things um i don't know if they would if they would allow him which is not fair but i mean just being honest i don't know if they would let him be there um but if i had to choose out of those top three i think i probably would go with doja cat i think doja cat would be the most fun and the most energetic because i've seen ariana grande live and while she's a great singer i'm not a huge fan of her performances big fan of her set pieces set pieces are fun but i feel like the whole performing aspect lacks but maybe she would change that for the super bowl 
Who knows? So I think I'm going to put my bets all on Doja Cat. But I wouldn't be surprised if one of those four um, would be labeled as a headliner. But love to know what you guys think. Who would you think would be the, the headliner for next year? Let me know. You know, as I as I mentioned earlier, make sure you follow, make sure you hit the subscribe button on the podcast. So when you're notified when new episodes come out, make sure you hit me up on Instagram at T Minority underscore report and also on Twitter at T Minor Report. My next episode may come either next week or the week after, but the Kanye West um, docuseries came out on Netflix. So I may just do kind of a reaction on that for the next episode but they're releasing in waves so we might have to wait until the full um docuseries is over but when it is done that will be a whole episode so stay tuned and be on the lookout for that i'll see you all next time have a great week